Anna and Mahalino, this is special to know that you are off Tokelau, you're off Nukunonu. You are no longer the only unjabbed family on Nukunonu in the Tokelaus, and you are safely to Apia in Samoa. How does it feel, Anna? It feels wonderful, Liz. Thank you. What's the feeling? Describe for us what that felt like to um, get off. He is sticking up from my arm. <laughs> needing to pinch me to make it seem as if we're here, which George's wife had been pinching me because I've asked her a few times. <laughs> That's so lovely. We need to talk about George. He's a pretty cool fellow there on Samoa. He's been pretty amazing. We'll come to him. Mahalina, what about your feeling? How did it feel as you left your ancestral lands, but the people who had really betrayed the ancestors that you stood in a dignified way and said, we must honor our ancestors and they would not approve of what's been done on Tokula. You, you didn't, you didn't manage to prevail there, but you have managed to protect your family and get the, get them off the Island where they were unsafe. How does that feel as a man? Mahe? It feels. Uh, the, the initial feeling is has come to a point where it's bittersweet, really. Um, there, there, I spoke to a, a, a couple of people on the wharf before we came onto the boat, and um, they were quite friendly. But the, the, the deeper feeling is sadness along with that, in that um, I... I had to do what I needed to do, and that was to bring my family out of Nukunonu. We can't wait to get into an environment that's more welcoming and, and kind, uh, away from the, the bitterness from the village. Uh, the feeling is, is excitement, and yeah, it's. It's bittersweet, really. You're, you're an extraordinary couple in your different ways. You're both such leaders. Anna, with your heart leading all the way. And Mahalino, you have this balance of heart and, and intellect and eth ethical. Your, your male radar, your, your morality, your inner sense of ethical morality is so strong, Mahalino. You are such a leader. It's so heartbreaking your people did not listen to you because you were one of the village leadership. And I can feel how much you still care for them. But they were brutal for people who haven't seen the earlier interviews. There was a period they were locked up for well over a year, weren't you? You had the house surrounded at one stage. Anna, you have come out of this with trauma. We have been able to get some help with Dr. Rene, the wonderful Dr. Rene, but there, there's deep trauma, Anna, in the family still, isn't there? We're working on it, Liz. Wonderful. It's just, it's just the, it's, it's, with, with the help of Renee, yeah, we're, we're getting there, Liz. Thank you. And beautiful Tracy, and you're going to be coming with Tracy to the Danny Virk commemoration of the Freedom Village for many of us, there'll be the horrors of what happened on March the 2nd that we'll all be remembering. There'll be the beauty of what happened for 23 days 
on Parliament's grounds in the Freedom Village that we'll be celebrating still. But thirdly, we'll be honouring this incredibly courageous couple who represent the courage of every Kiwi, really, who's also stood up to tyranny. It, it's going to be wonderful to have you there. It's going to be absolutely wonderful. I worry that there might be too many people, Anna, all trying to crowd in on you after you've been so quiet. How is it in Samoa being around more people after such a, a quiet and inward-looking time? How are you finding it, Mahalino? Thanks for bringing that up. Last Saturday, uh, George arranged a barbecue and he didn't inform us quite how many people were coming. And it was so spontaneous. It was magnificent. It was like an introduction for us to come back into a group of people. There, there were about five couples. It wasn't too large. But the, the children from babies to teenagers that just interacted well with ours. It was a blessing for us to begin to interact with, with others that are so friendly and kind. And we didn't have to explain our stance at all. They were wonderful, like-minded people. They were kind. It was a beautiful um, outcome. Anna, when he was talking just then, your, your eyes are lighting up in a way I haven't seen in all the interviews we've done. You just, you just shone then, Anna. What did it mean to you to, to reintegrate with humans again who are caring and, and good people? It, it made my heart sing. The, 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 the noise of the children, the, the sound of laughter made it very normal made it normal before the COVID. It was just a beautiful sight and seeing the sharing, it was huge. There are going to be so many hugs at the Danny Burke Commemoration Village. <laughs> you, you may be a little over-hugged by the end of the day, Anna. I, I hope you'll be able to, to bear that because um, certainly I'll be lining up before that, we have a wonderful moment when you are leaving Samoa. It's been quite hard to get you on the boat from Tokelau to, to Apia. And from there, you've had to line up for a plane fare. We are looking into at the moment, um, in desperation, you booked uh, a fare on Fiji Airways. And I understand that they are really dragging the chain on refunding that because once you'd booked it, you found... There was a problem, wasn't there? The fact that, tell us, tell us what happened with the Fiji Air, Airways booking because it's a bit hor horrific, this one. Through the excitement of, like, of getting off the island and not checking anything else beforehand, we actually booked some seats on the flight to coincide with the boat. So we weren't to overstay in Samoa for that long. But in hindsight, our excitement kind of blew up in our face because um, they were expecting us to be um, jabbed. You needed a, pass a vaccination passport to travel on their airlines. Yeah, so that put a big damper on us um, of booking the flights. 
Was the passport to travel on the on the plane or was it because the plane was stopping off in Fiji? Um, it was getting on the plane. It was getting and, on the plane. The, stop, the stopover was in Fiji. And, and you would wild. never have gone into Fiji, but it's incredible in the world. There's just a normalization of life before this absolute train wreck of a COVID response. Everybody's had COVID, whether they're jabbed or not jabbed. So none of these precautionary measures have worked. And there's evidence to show that. It's incredible that Fiji is so behind the times, or at least Fiji airlines. So I don't blame you for in your excitement thinking they would be a normal airline, but they're not. Air New Zealand is not even demanding that. Yes. So Fiji Airways, we are asking, we will be following this up. We're asking you to refund that money because I understand they're dragging the chain saying it could take up to eight months to to refund that. I'll follow that story up and give them a call. But I tell that story because you've had endless little blockages. I call them road blockages to getting off the island, but you have done it. And when, Mahalino, do you land in Auckland? We've got this to look forward to as well. What's the date? What's the time? What's the airline? If I'm not mistaken, the, the journey to Auckland will take place on uh, 25th, Saturday, 25th of this month. We're boarding in Apia around one o'clock. So we need to get there early and we should arrive in Auckland at about four o'clock. Oh, six o'clock. Sorry. 6 p.m. on on Saturday, the 25th of February, I am asking every Kiwi who cares about this family, and there are many, even if you can come from around the islands, uh, the North and South Islands, who knows, you may be up here for something else. Please come to the airport with me, with lots of others, and we welcome you in. And I'm also, just on that Fiji Airlines note, um, we may need you. I will put an interview up. If we can't get the money sooner, we may need our crew who support Tokelau to write to Fiji Airlines or call them and say, you must refund the money for the Patelicios. You need funds. I'm thirdly going to ask if people can put funds in here to help the Patelicios when they get to, to New Zealand, just to help them with setup costs. If you can afford something, we put the account at the end of this interview. But I know that... You, you never ask me to ask for funds for you. In fact, you often demur about that, but I, I would love to see you set up. Have you got, we won't say who, but have you got a wonderful home, Anna, to come to in New Zealand? Have you got someone who's going to welcome you in with open arms? Yes, Liz, we have. We've been very blessed by the kind, warm-hearted couple who have opened up their arms to us. The, the, Well, I haven't checked with her whether it's okay. I know she's always wanted to stay in the background as just this exemplary Kiwi who has shown nothing but love. I mean, I still am amazed. She and you did not know each other before this COVID rollout, did you, Anna? She heard about your plight and you have really become like sisters, really become like family to each other, have you not? Yes. Yes, we have. I often ask why me you are so special and i know how much you've enriched each other's lives i really do i've often talked to her about how privileged she feels being able to help you but she represents everything that is good in the new zealand character and i look forward to the day when she wants to go public and and we will celebrate everything she has done in in an interview then 
Yes. As far Absolutely. as heroic people, Mahalino, you've also had George in your life. He's He's been terrific. Can you tell us a bit about George in Samoa and the role he's played in all of this? Yes, indeed. George, I actually met George online because I never had a Facebook before this rollout. But um, I, I was introduced to George through his posts on, on the net. And um, my, my, my wife agreed that he was a person that I should get in touch with. And I rightly did with no regrets up to this. In fact, I've gone, yeah, uh, I'm here to, um, to try and make it up to him for having me put him into such awkward positions many times, requesting, <clears throat> requesting his help in getting us the freight from New Zealand. Uh, I, I owe him a lot, Liz, I truly do. I'm here to try and repay that. George, you're a real hero, really heroic Samoan son. And certainly, when, if you ever come to New Zealand, I'd love to interview you face-to-face and celebrate your part in freeing these good people. Anna, what, what qualities in George do you, do you especially admire and like? What is it about um, him? He's, he's like a brother to my Helena. And in, in, in a short while, been a great uncle to Gypsy and Delahir and also a brother figure for me. What a special man he must be not to have known you like, like the other woman here in New Zealand we were talking about. And it's as if in the, in the midst of the most evil of human acts have flowered the most beautiful human connections. It's as if the best part of us in some people is being called out. And some people have given in to the worst part and they've bullied, they've bullied others. They've been cruel and unkind as our leadership has been, as Ross Ardern was in Tokala, as, you know, as, as we know the prime minister there has been. But, but there are also these really beautiful humans who've found the best part of ourselves and, and kept with that. What were you going to say then, Anna? I'm just agreeing with you wholeheartedly, Liz. The people we meet, on Saturday were of that ilk. Um, it was so rewarding beyond words for us, um, having come out of that situation we had in Nukunonu, Tokelau, uh, into this. Um, George made all the arrangements um, for our, our accommodation, our just made sure everything was was settled for us. He, he's, he was an angel. His family, his whole family have, have been oh, integrated into ours, actually, locally. Um, their, their teenage children around our children's age, ages have, have been really friendly. And, and I think that's a good thing for all of them. Yeah, it seemed to be like just a family gathering. Like there was no difference. There was, yeah, it was just like a family reunion from families visiting and departing soon, that kind of family unity that we had been missing. (laughs) How how is that after that intense 
aloneness, Anna. You know, one of the times I interviewed you, there was just, it was just a heartbroken woman I saw. And, and she's not there anymore. She's healing now. That's what no, I saw. Either. You were all feeling so bereft and, and ostracized and alone. And that's what the political maneuverings had been designed to do. That's in fact what they wanted to do here in New Zealand. There were just enough of us here who stood out. The fact that you as a sole family did that on your own up in Tokelau is beyond heroic. But how does that feel now to know you're loved, you're part of something You'll always have this friendship, Anna. It feels, it feels that I'm enough. You were always enough. You were always more than enough. You're incredible. Mahe, what about for you? How does that feel, having a brother, a family to come into, the love? The tension I was probably not aware of that we were under in Kunonu. It was just a breath of freshness, of actual energy to, to finally relax a whole lot more here, especially with George's family uh, and his friends. We're, we're slowly coming down to earth in a way. I want to briefly allude to Tokolau and we'll go here to some photographs that you sent through. Um, perhaps just put a whole series from Tokolau and seeing you relaxing once you knew that you were going to be able to get off, you were able to swim and it looks like paradise. But behind that paradise look, and it's lovely seeing Gypsy and Kaloi so happy. Uh, what is happening on Tokolau as far as you could gauge either of you, as far as the health of the people with the rollout of the boosters up there? What have you heard? The little we heard or saw from the village, for me, it's, it's horrendous. When I try to imagine this, this situation with the local health budget, I can't. I don't have um, any idea how they are um, excusing it away. They must know something that is out of the ordinary with so many medevacs from all three atolls that we I've I've heard of, plus uh, family stories. My actual uncle. Uh, married to my auntie. Um, when I spoke to my auntie after he passed away, he was sickly before the rollout. But this, I think, ex, um, made it all worse for him. And in the ordeal she, my auntie had to go through before he passed away was was terrifying to listen to. Um, In what way? Well, for, for example, they were, their house were, was only about one minute walk from our local hospital. And despite 
numerous requests for somebody to come to them to see what is happening or try and figure out any other explanations than the normal. Um, he, was, he would be given the normal tablets that he had that didn't work. And my auntie would say, when he sees them, my uncle would just throw them aside in frustration. And was he having heart yeah. issues? Was he having shaking, neurological issues? Was he having bleeding? The impression I had of what um, his situation was, was circulation. Mm. Had to do with his circulation. Uh, it was probably too horrible to, to speak of, but my auntie said um, he, on his uh, last stage, he, he, he became, his body became really cold. Mm. Um, so to me, that with a non-medical background, uh, that's not a good circulation at all. So mm. you can um, guess to, to whatever that, that causes that. I would beg the New Zealand media, if you are watching this and any of you has still a skerrick of conscience left, could you investigate what's going on in Tokelau? Could you investigate the other islands, Samoa and Fiji and Tonga, and just see how they are coping with the overwhelm of these new symptoms? Look at the denial of the symptoms. Look at the denial by the governments of, of anything to do with the jab and the confusion of the people. It's the same pattern here in New Zealand. It's just more focused there. Anna, you always knew, didn't you? You often heard these medical evacuations, these medivacs. You knew when the boat was being rushed to, um, you had to take, or, or the island had to take people along to Samoa. For example, yes. pregnant women, I understand, many of those having to be medically urgently evacuated. Is that right? Yes, there have been a few. Um, from Nukunonu, they have had pregnancy complications. Yes, and and other and other ailments as well with um, bleeding, monthly bleeding, which which is a taboo um, conversation to be having. So yeah, there is a lot of ladies dealing with a lot of things that aren't normal, which the hospital seems to be making it normal. It's the same pattern in New Zealand and those bleeding issues for women can no longer be taboo. There must be so many women suffering in silence. I know of a young girl who had a period for six, months, six weeks, heavy, heavy bleeding every day and, and was so embarrassed. She didn't want to talk about it to anybody. It's not normal and we will need to have these open conversations to begin some kind of investigation and healing. It's very painful. And we, for all that they treated you so badly, my heart goes out to the Tokelauans as well, who've been misled and lied to. My heart goes out to every New Zealander who's been misled and lied to. Yeah. And the yeah. minute they wake up and they say, I see what's gone on, I think that we will, our side will only ever welcome them in with love and open arms. Yes. Beyond that, I'd like to end on something really positive. How's it been for lovely Gypsy and her brother Kaloi? Because we've got some gorgeous photos of them in Apia, enjoying Apia, doing a little bit of shopping. 
Are they, what are they feeling at the moment? Anna? Um, they're, they're being normal teenagers. They're being normal children. How does that they, play out? What do you see, Mahi? They, they went on a, on a outing to appear on Sunday, well, last Friday. And, and they had a good time. Um, yeah, we, we just stayed home and, and smiled inside that our children were, were having their own time of their own with their whatever they do down in town. They got back at a good time and they said they enjoyed themselves. Gypsy said she had a beautiful time <laughs> and Goliath didn't talk much as a boy. He was like, oh, mum, out of this world, great experience, loved it. I, can, I can't think of a nicer way to end this interview because I think there'll be many, many of us here in New Zealand who want only to add to that experience for the kids and for you both to celebrate your homecoming on the 25th of February, Saturday at six o'clock at Auckland Airport. Please be there. And then to be able to mix with you at the Freedom Commemoration Village in Dannyburg from the 1st to the 5th of March to see you there will be incredible. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to meet you in person. We can't wait to meet you. We can't wait to meet you either. <laughs> to thank all the Kiwis who support this. It's been, it's been a real... It's been a real joint effort by a lot of loving, good people from the lawyers, Dr. Renee, this, this un, unnamed, wonderful woman who's your family here, beautiful George and his family in Samoa, and then all the Kiwis who've got behind this and donated even $5 to help this happen. It was from donations that we got that airfare home too. So thank you to everyone who's put money in. And we will see you soon. Blessings to you. Safe travels. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good, awesome day.